using accurate data to build a mental map of the conditions. And everything you do has two aims. You've got to get to the destination and you've got to stay safe while you're doing so. And if you're in that situation, you're probably going to monitor things like altitude above the ground, attitude or orientation, airspeed, weather conditions, and the position of other aircraft, other threats. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to AmazingFBA.com forward slash 410. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the Amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the amazing FBA family of podcasts. This is the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon private label sellers. Actually, today's podcast is for anyone who sells pretty much most e-commerce type business models, including retail arbitrage, private label, anything else. So I'm Amazon-focused guy, but actually, I think 90% of what I'm going to say today could increase your profits. This is about cleaning up your profit and loss. That is not an exciting sounding thing compared to the latest marketing hack, but I can promise you that after years of coaching people and working my own businesses, this is actually the low hanging fruit. It may not look sexy, but if you get your sleeves rolled up and get your hands dirty, this could really actually put money in your pocket like next month, next few uh, months. So let's roll our sleeves up and get into this. 12 ways to boost your profits by cleaning up your Amazon profit and loss. Let's go. So why this matters? First of all, Amazon sellers are frustrated. They're working hard, but not much money is left at the end of the month or the quarter or even the whole year. True for any e-commerce sellers, actually. You don't know where your money's going. And you don't know if you should reorder products. And if you should, what should you reorder? And what should you buy? That's true if you're selling your own products or reselling other people's. What we want instead from our profit system is clarity and guidance. We want to be able to make financially informed decisions, data-guided uh, decisions, if you will. We want to know an overview of the business. We want to know what we should do more of, what we should stop doing. And if we're going to cut costs, as a lot of us are thinking of doing to go lean and mean into the recession, yes, we should do that. But what are we going to cut? If we've got a good system, we know this. Big profit and loss mistakes, having no accounting system, I know people who got to even seven figures in a couple of cases without any form of civilized accounting system. It's unusual to get that far without one, but it does happen. But certainly a lot of people don't integrate Amazon with their system. They don't update their system with accurate data and they don't act. And here's the key on the insights they get, or they don't even take any insights. They just hand it over to their accountants and abandon it. So those are some of the mistakes 
Who is this for? This is for any resellers using retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, or wholesale selling, sourcing, own brand sellers, and also e-commerce site owners will get 90% of the insights as well. Using your Amazon profit and loss. It's a little bit like a dashboard when you're flying a small plane. Instrument flying is what professional pilots are told, taught to do so they can fly in all weather conditions. They don't just rely on their feel or their orientation out of the window because they can get disorientated if they just rely on visual signals and their body's feel. With instrument flying, you are using accurate data to build a mental map of the conditions. And everything you do has two aims. You've got to get to the destination and you've got to stay safe while you're doing so. And if you're in that situation, you're probably going to monitor things like altitude above the ground, attitude or orientation, airspeed, weather conditions, and the position of other aircraft, other threats. So I don't fly, but I know I'm pretty keen on following other aviators. And this strikes me as a nicely neat metaphor because what Amazon profit seekers can learn from instrument flying is quite analogous to the sort of stuff that a pilot would do. They're also in a high risk potentially high-risk situations, so they need to manage things very mindfully, very carefully, in a very structured way. The altitude is probably equivalent to how far from zero profit are you. In some cases, how high above the ground you are, are you still flying, might be to do with your cash flow. I'm not sure exactly what the metaphor is, but it's basically about how far from zero profit, I think. The second one is attitude orientation. Are you an aggressive angle relative to the direction of travel? How aggressive is your attack angle environmental considerations are you in a recession are you in a market that's shrinking other aircraft i would call that competitors where are your competitors how close are they to you or what's their speed are they on a collision course with you so look maybe i'm studying this searching this metaphor to breaking point but you get the idea instrument flying are you being able to use your instruments intelligently and rely on them to do so having trustworthy dials if you will for the various parts of your aircraft, or in this case, our business, I think is really helpful and important. So how are we going to clean up our Amazon profit and loss? Here are 12 ways. First, choose an accountant that understands e-commerce and your business. A lot of people come into e-commerce and they've had an accountant that's been their family accountant, or they've helped them with their sole trader accounts for many years. That's what we call it in the UK. Somebody who works as an individual, a freelancer, they may not be the right person to help you with your e-commerce accounts. They work in a very different kind of way. The cash flow characteristics of any kind of e-commerce physical products business is very different from a person selling their time for money. For starters, you have a lot of working capital tied up in products, sometimes for months if you're doing private label or custom products. So you need somebody who understands that and they need to understand the characteristics of your business model, really. Um, ideally, you want somebody who is pretty good with e-commerce or even better understands Amazon accounting if you're an Amazon specialist or direct consumer type is if you have that kind of structure as well. But really critical that you understand, you find an accountant that understands your business. Step two or second way of cleaning up your Amazon profit and loss, use an accountant to set up your accounting systems. So not only should you choose the right accountant, but you shouldn't just, a dog is for life, not just for Christmas, and your accountant is for helping you with your business much, much more broadly than just for tax return purposes when you get to your corporate tax, end of year tax. You should use them before you even start trading, in my opinion. But certainly if you've been trading for a while and your books need a mess, RMS rather, need sorting, help them set up your accounting system. Help them choose zero or QuickBooks or whatever the package is that they will 
work with fluently and help them above all to set up a chart of accounts. So you need to make sure that you've got a chart of accounts that makes sense to you. So you need to be involved because if it doesn't make sense, then it's no use to you as a set of guides. If you like, if you create dials and you don't know what the dials mean, you won't look at them, you won't use them, they're useless. But equally, you should talk to an accountant to make sure the structure makes sense from a traditional accounting point of view. So you and your accountant working in tandem should be setting up your books, i.e. your chart of accounts on Zero, QuickBooks, whatever you use. I would suggest one of those two because they link easily to Amazon. Number three, I, this is really important. Identify the most important numbers to clean up for your profit and loss and then work backwards from there. So we can all drown in detail when it comes to any kind of online business. We'll generate a lot of metrics. And um, Amazon's no exception or any kind of e-commerce business. We have marketing metrics and we have financial metrics. So I think you need to make sure you don't drown in the detail. What I look at when I'm looking at the profit and loss statement for an e-commerce business is the gross profit and the operating profit. Gross profit is your net revenue. That is revenue minus your refunds. Really important to account for that. Minus all your direct costs. So direct costs, the way my accountant put it, is if you didn't make the sale, you wouldn't have incurred the cost. So the cost of goods sold, the hard cost of the goods, that is to say, under the factory gates, also costs of freight, any storage costs could be seen as overhead or direct costs. You can argue about this with your accountant, hence the need to discuss with your accountant. Amazon commission, Amazon sales commission, the hint is in the name, is only charged when you make a sale. So that's definitely a direct cost. What else? Amazon uh, fulfillment costs are only incurred when you make a sale. So those are all direct costs. You need to know what your direct costs are and the gross profit. So gross profit's a really important number to keep an eye on. It shows how profitable your product sales are independent of your overheads. It's most helpful at the profit, the product by product level to help you decide which products to reorder and what to cull. And we talked about this in the previous podcast in this Protect Your Profits series. And then the operating profit is your gross profit minus your overheads. So if you're not borrowing money, so if you've got no debt in your business, it's more or less going to be the same as your pre-tax profit. But more importantly, it's an overall measure of your overall management effectiveness. And it more or less is drives the value of the business if you were to sell it. Now, okay, you probably use something called SDE, seller discretionary earnings, which adds a few nuances, so I won't confuse the issue with. But the operating profit is the starting point for that number. And that's basically revenue minus direct costs, which gives you your gross profit minus your overheads operating profit. If you borrow lots of money and you have a lot of interest to repayments, then your pre-tax profit will also account for that. That's a somewhat different thing. So those two numbers are ones that you need to get clean and clear and keep a really close eye on the trends of those. Number four, talking of direct versus indirect costs, you need to differentiate between those two and then work backwards from there. Drawing the distinction is really important to get a clean gross profit figure. Direct costs vary with sales. As my accountant said, rule of thumb for a direct cost. If you hadn't made a sale, you wouldn't have this cost. That means it's a direct cost. So we talked about that already. Cogs, landed cost, freight, inbound cost to Amazon, um, Amazon fulfillment center, sales costs as well, like Amazon sales commission, Amazon FBA costs. Technically, we could talk about contribution margin. If you're a finance nerd, I'm just going to leave that one to the side to keep it simple. But if you do nothing else but sit down and argue through with your accountant what's a direct and indirect cost and clean up your gross profit so it's a reliable figure, that will immediately give you a great steer on how healthy your business is. 
Number five, set your charts of accounts up in close conjunction with your accountant. Already talked about that, really. We could get into a lot of detail, but I will resist the urge. Talk to your accountant, set the chart of accounts up on your uh, QuickBooks or Xero or your accounting software together. Really important. If you're not involved, you won't understand the outcome. And if an accountant isn't involved, it will be a mess and it won't make accounting sense. Trust me on this. I've done DIY. I've done it with an accountant. With the accountants better. <laughs> Number six, use software to link Amazon and your software. There are two basic bits of software that will do that. If you're an Amazon seller, if you're a direct to consumer seller, you can ignore this bit. A2X and link my books. If you are based in the UK or the EU, I would suggest link my books because it deals with VAT better because built by people who understand VAT. I know the link my books guys, Dan and Pete from back in the day. Very good software. Number seven, this is optional to start with but I would suggest you employ a bookkeeper to update the accounts monthly. I've got one client who's very experienced reseller and he does arbitrage, increasingly wholesale sourcing, and he does his own books, fine. But more important that you set the chart of accounts up with an accountant and or a coach if you have one. Um, but I would suggest for most of us, me included, a bookkeeper is a good investment or run you, depending on the size of your business, anywhere from $150 a month upwards, depending on which jurisdiction you're in and which currency you're in. Really worthwhile if you don't have clarity in your numbers and you're the sort of person like me that doesn't like updating the numbers, then you'll have a good system on paper, but it won't actually be accurate. Therefore, you won't use it. Therefore, it won't serve you, right? If you don't trust your instruments, you can't do instrument way, right? So number seven, employ a bookkeeper. There are various recommendations that I'll make. So the best thing is to go and check out the show notes at the 10kcollective.com for this episode. Number eight. Double check the allocation of costs to the correct account. So this is something when you've set up your chart of accounts, make sure that you're not allocating things incorrectly. For example, if you have Amazon sales commission, which is charged only when you make a sale, make sure you don't lump that in with your Amazon monthly subscription, which is an overhead because it doesn't vary however much you sell. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 410. That's the sort of thing. Okay, Just go through it line by line and make sure everything is correctly aligned. Above all, again, if in doubt, the most important distinction for me is it a direct cost, which will affect your gross profit, or an indirect cost or an overhead, which affects your overhead, your operating profit. Number nine, this is really important. Review the data monthly, if possible, quarterly at a minimum. Most of us have had a phase and I've been through that. I still fall into that where we review our finances once a year because the tax authorities make us whichever jurisdiction you're in. Normally it's minimum once a year. If it's for corporate tax, VAT returns come quarterly or monthly in, in different jurisdictions. I wouldn't wait for the annual knock at the door of the tax ban. I think you have to sit down with your accountant quarterly, if you can afford that, and with your bookkeeper monthly is a good rhythm. Even if you don't do it with a bookkeeper or an accountant, even if you do it with somebody in your mastermind or a coach or you co-coach each other with a fellow e-commerce seller, or just do it on your own if you've got that discipline. By the way, making an appointment with somebody else makes it more likely to happen in my experience. I'm just saying. So even now, utilize social embarrassment, make an appointment you'd be embarrassed to break and then turn up with the data ready for it. And you'll be amazed what happens then. Number 10, monitor gross profit trends closely. I'm banging on about gross profit because for 
any business, but particularly for physical product type based businesses, it's so critical. Revenue is vanity. It is not important. We don't even get that into our bank accounts if you sell on Amazon, but even if you sell on Shopify, it's still vanity, right? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters unless you get to keep it. So if you're a brand owner, you can't really justify revenue. So monitor gross profit closely, allow for seasonality. Generally, people are less price sensitive in Q4 when they're rushing towards Christmas buying than they are in January, for example, if you've got a sort of seasonal product that sells well at Christmas, as many do. And you've got to allow for launches. If you've had a big hit to your gross profit margin this month because you've just launched aggressively, that's normal. That's not a sign that there's anything wrong with your business. So you need to account for that. And if you're talking it through with your bookkeeper or your accountant, let them know what's going on. Number 11, this is another classic, monitor your overheads closely. If they creep out of sync with the revenue, in other words, if your overhead goes up, but your revenue isn't, which is entirely possible because they're not directly connected, really investigate. You have to justify every line item in your bank account and in your profit and loss statement. So if you have software, the classic thing for e-commerce sellers, software, and you add another software, and then you get seduced into adding yet another software. Listen, I'm a podcaster. I'm probably going to induce you to add another software because I've got to have something to bring to you that's new and interesting. And often that's a piece of software. Great. But make sure you don't just add, okay? You need to cull things that aren't working for you or that are no longer necessary. So again, the simple way of doing this, once a quarter, if you can face it once a month, just download your bank statement from the main account that you use for your overheads of your Amazon account or credit card statement, even print it off. If you're old school like me, sometimes a pen and paper can really help you think clearly and just go through and and mark with a K for things to kill or cut, C, K for keep or whatever. Just have some little code. I generally use C for cut, K for keep, and then R for reduce. But just go through, label it, and then go back to the ones you're going to cut and go and cut those overheads. And if you can reduce stuff, drop your software to a lower package level, etc. Really important to do this. Otherwise, you're just spending money on things you don't need. And the people that are making profits on is not you, it's the software company owners. Number 12, monitor your operating profit as a percentage of revenue. So remember, the operating profit is the revenue minus refunds, aka net revenue, minus your direct costs, that gives you gross profit, minus your overheads, that's the operating profit. That is the metric above all metrics that I would use above any marketing metrics, just that one number, your operating profit percentage of revenue to tell me how competent a, an e-commerce business manager is. Different business models will have different sort of yardsticks of industry standards. For an Amazon-focused private label type business, I'd be looking at 10% as a minimum for that number. Anything much below that, your business is not doing very well, even in a recession. 20% would be much better in non-recessionary times. I've seen that's quite a common figure amongst the mastermind members. 30% is really high. It's possible for a limited period, possibly. So those are some overhead sort of benchmarks. But whatever the benchmark for your industry is, make sure you compare your operating profit percentage to a relevant benchmark, not benchmark your product that sells cat food against something that imports stuff from China. It's going to be different, right? The other thing though, is monitor your trends. If your operating profit year on year is going down as a percentage of revenue, you really need to investigate why that is. You may not be able to change what, you, but some of what you probably can change. For example, if you're Direct costs are spiraling out of control. You may have to cut certain product lines or go and talk to your suppliers and cut a deal or change suppliers, etc. If your operating 
your overheads are out of control. You probably need to go and cut something. You may just have to get rid of some staff. Sadly, can be a reality. Certainly, you might cut software or services you're not using. So what to do next to clean up your profit and loss? I'm going to give you a free audit from me personally, as long as you have at least $10,000 or euros or pounds a month in revenue. So let's say trailing 12 months, at least 100,000, right? You could be reseller or private label, custom product, brand owner, anything you like, as long as you sell on Amazon, because I'm not sure how well-placed I am to help Shopify business owners or direct-to-consumer business owners. Just click on the link, just to enter this into the your browser, myamazonaudit.com. That's myamazonaudit.com. And then scroll down to the bottom of that. That'll take you through a booking page to book my time. Scroll to the bottom, click on Amazon Audit, and you can book in a 30-minute session with me. I'll probably send you an email with a little checklist of some information I'd love you to share with me if you're willing to. And I can get you a free audit, which I think is very valuable. I charge for my time. I gave, I've been going through an audit process with a client today. He's doing like a quarter of a million pounds a year, roughly. And I charge good money for my time. So this is quite a time limited offer. I don't know how long I'm going to put it out there. If you're listening to this, you could go over to myamazonaudit.com. If it's no longer available, I'll tell you. But if it is available, personally, I would grab it. I've been doing this for quite a long time now. This is my seventh year of coaching Amazon sellers, and we've had some great successes from, I think, relatively straightforward, but rolling your sleeves up type stuff. Um, That's it from me. Thank you so much for listening to the amazing FBA podcast family. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe to the show on the podcast player of your choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You know me, we're on most of the major ones. Don't forget to subscribe. And again, if you have a business doing at least $100,000, pounds or euros a year, you can get that free audit from me as long as I'm willing to give my time. Once I get too busy, I'll shut it down. If you want it, go to www.myamazonaudit.com. That's myamazonaudit.com. Thanks very much for listening. Speak to you soon. If you would like resources, and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 410. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.